Welcome to the Break NG podcast. Welcome to episode two. Uh, today we have a very special guest. We have my friend, fellow b-boy, and a content creator, student creator, I would say. Uh, we have Kai. Welcome. Hey, what's up, man? How are you doing? Pretty good, dude. Pretty good. Um, first of all, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, I chose Kai for a very specific reason. He's someone that's up and coming in the breaking community, but he's also creating his own content, and uh, he's supporting the breaking community through those efforts as well. And um, not a lot of people are doing that. Not a lot of people are juggling both uh, ends of the straw. So, Kai, real quick, uh, explain to everybody who you are and what you do in terms of content creation and breaking. Word. Yeah, I can definitely do it. So, I mean, first of all, thank you for saying all those kind things about me. Oh, hey, my man, God. No worries. You earned it. Oh, man. I, I just want to start off like, yeah, I'm still in college and still figuring out my stuff. Like, what I'm doing is just things I feel would be cool and I hope people will enjoy and gain from um, by taking what I've been given by this um, culture of breaking and hip-hop and seeing what I can do to kind of flip it and push it on to other people who haven't had that experience before. So right. in that aspect, I am going to the University of California, Santa Barbara. I'm in my third year. Um, I am majoring in film and media studies, so naturally I like to make a lot of visual and um, film style content. Um, I'm interning with Stance, which is like, um, if you don't know, it's a online media outlet for mostly breaking, but also all other dance styles. I'm interning with them for like the past year, so that's given me a lot of experience and I've been so gracious to have that opportunity. Um, and all my free time, like, I don't know, I've just been working on other things, mostly breaking related, just because that's kind of like what I feel the most comfortable with. So I guess it's kind of like a, I hope that was a good rundown of yeah, what no, I've been no, up no, to. No, yeah. Broke it down all the way to the bone. Um, <clears throat> so Kai recently recorded and filmed and, and edited. He took on this project that I think was very polarizing recently, uh, featuring Nico Castro, someone that has been mentioned before on the podcast. A great b-boy, a local here in San Diego, and it was called uh, The Next American B-Boy. So tell me a little bit about that project and tell me how, uh, how that process went for you. Like, what made you think of this idea and how was, how was the process of creating it? Yeah, of course. So um, before that happened, Nico, had, um, Nico and I had started to talk a little bit more than I suppose we had um, and before that, actually, when I first started breaking, like, in my freshman year of high school, Nico was already um, kind of catching the eye of a lot of high school b-boys. And my friends um, at the time, who had already been breaking for a while and were introducing me to the scene, were, like, pretty much idolizing this guy. Like, this guy was has always had a bright future ahead of him. Um, so naturally, I started to look up to him as well and, like, watch his videos and follow him. Um, it was never, like, it was more of, like, a like a fan hero relationship right, in right. high school yeah and then college came um i don't know how it happened i, I suppose um i probably just kind of went up to him at a few jams said hi and then at that point i started to make my own things and then nico actually reached out to me um a few months ago saying um that he would love to try to create something um just kind of like trying to put his name out there because that guy's hustling right now as yeah. we speak he's yeah. kind of climbing that ladder um, so respect to him, he's a huge inspiration. And so basically he wanted to make something that was um, reflective of his status at the moment. Okay. And like a b-boy profile. Like I don't know if you've ever seen um, 
a great big story. It's like a YouTube channel. You should definitely check it out. It's a CNN branch, and they do like little three minute like profiles of these unique characters. Okay. Who are very unique and like they're all over the world. Um, so I kind of got my inspiration from that. Um, Daniel from Stans also made one on B Girl Ayumi. Oh, there's right, a, right. There's a video about her because she's a t- she's a kindergarten teacher. Yeah, yeah, I saw by, that. By like day and like by by night, she's like one of the best B girls in the world. And these are good series because um, not a lot of people know what B boys do outside exactly. the floor. You know what I yeah. mean? And everybody has like a normal life ultimately. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool seeing like a take on a local here that's coming up in the scene who hasn't who's reaching the international level now, but hasn't really like represented at, at the fullest. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, the Ayumi one with um, her being a school teacher, that was great. We see Nico and his grind, like, having to work at a coffee shop to be able to fund his endeavors. Mm-hmm. Like, that was really cool that you included that because a lot of b-boys get discouraged because they have to do their, you know, exactly. nine-to-fives or, or their uh, minimum wage jobs just to be able to go to jams. And they're seeing, like, their inspirations have to do that, too. So that's a, that's a true story, not just for for Nico, but for everybody else that's looking up to him. Word, exactly. So that was, that was really cool on your part. Yeah, man. Um, I, I think that's actually, like, why it's, it's really cool to have more things like we're, we're doing right now, you know, to break it down. And, um, yeah, we're just going to keep trying and getting these things out so that um, the B-boy and B-girl scene becomes a little less flashy. Right, and, yeah. And just about the moves, but we really draw, we really create that bridge to humanity and show what it has to offer outside of just looking cool That's and true. dancing well. That's true. A lot of people just take b-boys as entertainers, but at the end of the day, you know, we're all trying to uh, create a craft and, and ultimately like make a living out of this at some point. Um, content creation is crazy right now. Everyone's doing, you know, YouTube videos. Everyone's posting on Instagram. People are getting paid to do this stuff. For you, now that you're seeing like that you're developing in a field that is growing. Um, what do you think uh, will be your goal with content creation? Like, how far do you want to go? What is your ultimate, like, dream, you know? I feel that. Yeah. Um, honestly, I wish I could give you a clear-cut answer right. for what exactly I'd love to do. Um, I think right now we're actually in a very, very experimental stage where a few years ago the door was just opened up for anybody with a camera and an idea. Right, to create right. what, whatever they wanted, you know? You don't have to pitch your idea to a Hollywood studio anymore, and it doesn't have to get, it doesn't have to get chopped up and, and filtered and filtered right, right. through all these different branches. It's super accessible. Yeah, it's super accessible, it. yeah. yeah. Literally, the big guys are, who are like running YouTube right now are single individuals who just have the perseverance and a good idea that they want to spread. So I think what I'm doing right now is still the early stages of exploring exactly how I want to kind of share right. my own personal ideas. And yes, everybody's doing it. And I like that. I actually really enjoy that. I think I get encouraged every time somebody starts something new like this podcast um, and is trying to like really find their own flavor because you don't look at, okay, just think about it. Like it may seem, you may, it may seem intimidating to some people because you're like, oh, everyone's doing it now. Like yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. they're taking all the ideas. Right, right, right. It's like, have you looked at like, life like do you go to your friends and be like oh this friend is the same as that other friend like no, i'm not exactly. gonna hang out with that friend because he's better like Everyone no one's the same yeah. yeah everyone's got something to bring different to the table so i think it's best to draw off of just the exponential amount of ideas that grows every single day and i mean find your own like you know look outside but really you have to now it's been a time of like 
balancing the self-reflective part and okay. consuming. Mm, yeah. So sorry, it was a very no, 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 abstract it... answer to what you were asking, <laughs> but yeah, that's where I'm at right now. So I think I came into this with zero expectations. Like I, I would say that I'm a content creator to a certain degree, but I don't really have a focus in it. I think having to speak to someone that is doing this like with full on passion for it. I think that was the kind of perspective that I was, that I was looking for. Um, you are also a b-boy. We talked about that. I mentioned that earlier on. Um, what do you get from breaking that you can't get from creating content? Or how do you translate what you've learned from breaking into uh, your art form with uh, content creation? Got you. Yeah, I like that question. Good question. So, um, yeah, I think, honestly, without breaking, I, I mean, everybody has, not everybody, but there are all kinds of hobbies out okay. there or yeah. hobbies or crafts that someone can pick up and draw from. And I mean, breaking is just, I'm so lucky to have it because how many people can say they b-boy? Like, seriously, like it's so small, it's tiny, right. it's minuscule and it shows because just because I was lucky enough to pick up this practice in high school and I've been drawing from it and learning from it, these different parts of culture and just lessons that people wouldn't even fathom, like whether it be in the University of California or anywhere, like a school or just around a group of people where, I mean, I'm just around them and they they can see that um, I'm always bringing something different to the table. That's and true. I, I think because it is just so unique to, I mean, like, yeah, I, I'm biased because I'm a b-boy and, like, I glorify it. Right, Especially right. at this age right. where, um, I don't know, I, I grew up around watching, like, the Red Bull BC One All Stars, and it was like watching a freaking anime in real life, <laughs> seeing these guys like go at it and like yeah. actually do like backflips, like triple, double backflips, and, and criticals. Like, yeah, Taisuke is my man, but um, yeah, uh, that's, a, that's a little plug. You know, my favorite b-boy now. Um, but yeah, just just letting you know, like, um, just having this experience and being able to see all this and learn from it. Um, I guess was a tangible example. I suppose, um, like. How breaking is a dance, because yeah. there's all kinds of dances. Breaking as a dance right. is very specific levels. Like, we don't just stay on our feet. We go to the ground, we spin on our heads. Yeah. We do freezes on our hands. Very unique. Not exactly. Other dances and, either. yeah, that's not something all dances can say. Right. That's not something many dances can say. That's true. And because of that, we have all these kinds of angles that we can pull from and level changes. And I think that's something I can draw from creatively, like especially as a filmmaker, because a lot of people... Everyone has a camera now. And this kind of goes back to your, your previous question, where right. everyone's trying to make their own content with their camera. But the first thing people are going to do is they're going to pull their phone out of their pocket, and exactly. they're going to record standing up. It's super accessible. Anybody exactly. Can... They're going to yeah. record standing up. But when you think about cinematography and camera work, the you're literally working in a three-dimensional environment, just like a floor, just like how you would th throw a set. Right. If you wanted to compose a film, you wouldn't just want to take one angle of a subject just standing up you want to try different things you want to go to the ground you want to like do an overhead you can try different types of movement so camera work is definitely something that um, I've been able to take my um, experience from breaking and try to like apply that um, in a more like abstract way but that's just one example you know that's super unique and I think all your answers up to this point have really reflected what kind of person you are you look at things differently you have a different perspective um, that was not what I expected. Again, yeah. two times in a row. Um, 
But yeah, breaking does ultimately come from so many different angles. You know, people top rock differently. Exactly. Yeah. People do footwork differently. Um, even freezes, like you can do a freeze on the ground. You can do a freeze in the air. Exactly. Some people can hold the freeze right smack in the middle. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So the fact that you related that back to camera work. And I mean, I've taken a film class before. I took like film 100. So I, I know the basic terms and like yeah. I know what an overhead shot is and stuff like that. Exactly. So being able to, to hear you like reflect that. Um, onto your breaking and vice versa. I think that's really interesting. Makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, so as a tie-in for that question, um, creativity is a big part of breaking. Like people, people will create something and if it's good, you'll know because everybody will talk to you and um, kind of use that move as like a part of who you are, you're part of your identity. Um, I, I think a quick example would be Taisuke's Criticals. Like everybody knows Taisuke for his Criticals. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Rocks Wright's freezes, you know, his freeze stacks. Uh, Kid David's um, sliding footwork. I don't mm-hmm. know. I wouldn't even yeah. know how to call that. You Kid know, David's that's very unique raw, to him. Dude. Yeah. Um, how do you express your creativity in, uh, in your breaking? Like, where do, where do you draw inspiration from? Is there a certain b-boy? Is there a certain other art form that isn't necessarily dance-related, but you can draw inspiration from? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I wish I was as, like, I could just come up with, like, all these creative movements that I look up to these b-boys for, I'm still exploring my own style. Okay. But I will say the art I, I've drawn from in approaching breaking, I can probably attribute to... Um, so when I was... I've I, I, Breaking wasn't the first, like, physical um, activity I started with. I was actually six years old when I started Taekwondo. Oh, okay, martial arts. Yeah, yeah. exactly, martial arts. So um, Taekwondo is a Korean martial art. Okay. And I did that from 6 to, like, 16. Maybe a little bit older, yeah. That's um, a long time. Yeah, I haven't technically quit. I could go back to class if I wanted to, but I kind of stopped because of breaking A. Okay. And just other things. Um, I, um, but, yeah, I think my approach to breaking, I can definitely thank my, all my years in Taekwondo, too, because that martial art, it's, um, it's very formal. Like okay. the honestly, like there are there's a there's a correct way to do a kick. There's a correct way to block. There's a correct way to punch. Okay. And you drill that. And I think as a child, I may not have been as aware of that um, concept, but I have been subconsciously drawing from that when I approach breaking because um, I've definitely been attracted to power. Right. As a b boy, yeah. Um, I spent the last year and a half trying to get air flares, and. And you've got them, by the way. Thank I mean, you. We saw that at UCBL recently. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. Damn, it was not. I mean, it's still not there 100%, but I, I, I can say that I've definitely gained progress, and I can attribute that to um, how I went about it. Because a video I actually made um, just for fun was, and a deal with myself I made, was that I wouldn't, um, I thought it was just a little a fun little thing, but I, I decided I would start practicing air flares, and I would not cut my hair until I could do two air flares to a flare. And so that was my deal. And it took me 11 months to, to do that. Your hair got really long in that process, it by did. the way. I it remember was, seeing you and I was like, it, oh man. Yes, it was disgusting. I hated it. <laughs> but it was a way for people to keep track. Like for those of you that, that would know about his, um, about his promise to himself, like if his hair was still long, you would know that he still didn't have that combo down. So I remember, I remember hearing about that and then seeing the final product video that came out afterwards. I was like, Dang, this is a really nice payout. Like, 
you finally get the move that you want and you get to feel clean again. And like, yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. Now you say it like that. It, it was nice. It was very nice. Um, yeah. So that was like, that's kind of like, I guess that kind of reflects how I approach things is I drill them. That's, that's what I've been doing. Um, at least for the past year and a half. But, um, I do understand that breaking is a art, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's like, you got to find that balance because there's power moves and you won't get power moves by just kind of like, I mean, some people will naturally, but, but most people will not get power moves just by throwing them every once in a while. That's true. And if, you you're, sca- if you're scattering your priorities or your, what you want to practice then like, it won't come as easy. So drilling is something I probably learned from Taekwondo and applied now. Um, I'm starting to find that balance of actually like going and labbing and creating my own um, movement. And I think that'll help a lot um, filmmaking wise. Okay. Yeah. So I think um, I, I, I'm looking forward to this new transition or this new period because you caught me at a time where like I'm actually not 100% always trying to be like that one b-boy who's always creating something every single day, which I look up to. Like Kid David is one of those b-boys. Yeah, Kid David. He, he specifically said like the reason that pushed him to always come out, go onto that floor was because he couldn't wait to create something new. And I love that. I was like, that's awesome. Like, that's true. Yeah. And also uh, Palmer from Havakoro. Yeah. He does the one freeze a day challenge on Instagram. Does he actually? Damn. Yeah. He makes one. And it's like a different freeze every single day. Wow. And when I look at that, I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Like, I can't even come up with a new freeze like once a month, you know? Like, Bro. for someone to do that 30 days out of every month, like, that's crazy. That's awesome. Wait, um, yeah, you should. Please. I want to follow that guy later. Actually. Yeah, yeah, Please. yeah. Well, that's dope. <laughs> we'll, we'll look at that after the podcast. But awesome. he's a he's also a big inspiration of mine. Like, and he's he's pretty old. You know, he's considered old for the breaking scene. Okay. Which, by the way, has like very a very short time span for how long you could be like a serious competitive breaker. You know, um, yeah. people would even say like as far as maybe like thirty five. Anything after that, you're considered an OG at that point. Yeah. And in the grand scheme of things, like thirty five is still relatively young. You I know? know. So um, transitioning to that. Uh, age conversation you're still fairly on yourself um i'm only one year older than you but still like you have a long career ahead of you um where do you see your breaking career going like how far do you want to take this and ideally like what would you like to accomplish in that time span yeah that is a real question that a lot of people enjoy avoiding as a b-boy and i think it um i mean honestly uh i was never looking to try to become a pro for a B, as a b-boy i think but at the same time um i never let that make me work any less hard okay i think um breaking is a tool for me to to dive with delve within myself and push my own limits and that um like i don't really have a goal at, okay. in that in it. maybe like yeah win jams like those were like my goals like those kind of still like those are like the last goals i set as a b-boy to but okay, yeah. yeah but like lately um i mean it's nice to have a tangible goal but at the same time um i've just kind of taken breaking as something that can be can be like a practice or craft that i personally can just keep working on and besting myself okay and which not only helps with like self-esteem and um but also like identity and i think who i become as a b-boy like style wise um will kind of help me put a physical, tangible, um, like, um, image of myself onto, I guess, whatever people see. And I think that's cool. Um, But 
for like a career. I'm just gonna do this as long as I can for longevity. And like I have actually been interested in other types of dances, so eventually when I can't do an airplane anymore, <laughs> I, I dread the day. But when I cannot, I definitely want to like try like different types of dances, like tap dancing and oh, house. Yeah, those house would be cool. Dancing. Yeah, exactly. Because like I've I've always been attracted to those. Um, but you know, gonna do this as long as I can, and that's why I also enjoy the idea of applying my what I have now from breaking to other things. Oh, that's true. I mean, like do it while you're, you know. breaking teaches you a lot of stuff, like discipline, how to create, yeah. how to ultimately like be a good socializer, because breaking is a, is a social art. It is like while you can break and practice and and you know film your own videos and I don't know, you can do all that stuff yourself. Yeah. As far as competition goes, and as far as like being a part of the culture. You can't cipher with yourself. Like, no, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> it's just going to be you, you know what I mean? Like, you have to go out to a jam. You have to go experience a cipher. You have to go experience, like, a live DJ. Because you can play the same mix over and over, and at some point it becomes predictable. Mm-hmm. You have to hear a DJ be able to, like, scratch on their own, like, mix up, bring in different tunes that you haven't heard already. And, um, like, that social aspect, I think, is what keeps breaking alive. And I think that's why some people right now currently have been, like, wanting to push to go as far as they can physically with it because it's something that you can always enjoy it brings like so many different um like i would say even health benefits like oh, yeah. mental health dancing has been a very good way of being able to uh relieve yourself of that burden um socially speaking like everybody needs friends you know and and as for college i don't know if this is the same for you but for me coming to university it's really big the campus is huge so many different people and the easiest way for me to make friends was to stick to something that I know. And that was breaking, you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't know, because you're the president of your own club at school? Of uh, VP. Of VP, okay. Yeah. Second in command? Yeah. Okay. So. so, I mean, I don't know, if, was that the same thing for you? Like, you came in and you made friends through through breaking? Or did you just naturally blend in? Oh, yeah, definitely. No, nah, man. Um, yeah, break. B-Boys were definitely, like, the first close friends I made. And probably are still the closest friends that yeah, I have because at that school. You share the same activity, you know, it's like mm-hmm. as long as people are both interested in the same thing, I think friendships can thrive. And at that point, once you become really close friends with someone, even if they were to quit, you know, you still care for them, you still keep up with them. So breaking has really been like that uh rock for me, socially speaking, yeah. like uh mental health wise, just physically I've been able to stay in shape because of breaking. And that's that's the case for a mm-hmm. lot of different people. Um here's another question. You're again, you're very young. And we talked about how in breaking, like that means that you have physically a long career ahead of you. And like you can still do so many things with it. Like you don't have to be 22, 21 to be winning jams. This is when you're supposed to be like barely coming up. You know, most people start winning jams when they're like 25, 26, 27. So you could still like reach those goals anytime. Um, But as far as like filmmaking and stuff like that. You could be a filmmaker at any point in time. Like mm-hmm. you can, there's filmmakers that are really, really old. You know, yeah. um, so ideally, like, how far do you want to take that? Is that just a college thing for you? Is that something that you want to keep doing after college as a job? Like, tell me a little bit about that. Tell me about your aspirations. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I'm still trying to figure that out, honestly. Um, but I can tell you that um, before film, it was. As soon as I could start picking up a pencil, I was a fan of drawing. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I don't know how that started. Um, but yeah, I always drew. And I drew all the time. I wanted to be an animator, actually. Oh. That was the goal. Like, going out of high school, Making like that was a dream. Anime? Yeah, like, to go to school for animation. I um, 
I eventually did look up some schools for animation. I didn't apply to any private schools just because, like, money-wise. No, so, right. like, only options were, like, that I found were, like, Northridge, that specifically had an animation program. But I ended up going with UCSB. And, um, Which is a beautiful school, by the way. Really I've been nice. there before. Yeah, it's really come nice. Come through, yeah. Um, it's very nice. But, yeah, I, I'm glad of my choice. And UCSB's the closest thing UCSB had was film media studies. Okay. Before that, um, I, I wasn't exactly someone who made films. I would make, like, videos, like, for fun on, like, in high school. It wasn't something that, like, I was going to be like, oh, crap, I'm going to be, like, a director when, right. I get out of, when I get out of high school. So, um, yeah, honestly, like, that's just kind of been the, the exploration right now is trying different things. So, um, honestly, like, I've had a lot of fun making these videos, like, for Stance and just myself. Like, I did a few vlogs um, just to practice my filmmaking and yeah. um, storytelling and, like, being able to teach in that sense because the whole point of that was to um, kind of show people who would want to go study abroad. Oh, yeah, so for background context, I should probably say I was studying abroad in Shanghai yes. um, for the past semester, and I wanted to make something while I was there because I felt like I'd have a good amount of time, and I was going to be at the, in this opportunity that not many people have. So I was just like, okay, yeah, let's pick up a camera, a vlog. I'm not a huge fan of vlogging necessarily unless it's like done really well like Casey Neistat level yeah yeah um but yeah I I I decided to pick it up and I was like okay so the benefits of this would be like a I can keep it as a memory Mm -hmm. if I do record it um b other people can see the experiences and use that for reference if they ever want to consider it it'll be out there if they want to see it and like there are other there are other benefits too um Oh, NNC. Uh, I guess it's not necessarily interfering with the experience because I want to be in the moment as much as I can while I study abroad, right? right That's like right, the point. Yeah. You got you to gotta use that mo- opportunity to kind of reflect on yourself. Right. So, um, as uh, like with what you're taking in. So, um, I don't know. I just thought, I thought it would be very beneficial. I did it for fun. Um, it's helped out a few people. And it, was, it was a really nice recap video, by the way. I think it was the nicest recap video that I had ever seen. Reca- oh, you saw that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I commented. I remember I commented. And I don't comment on a lot of videos. This one yeah. specifically, oh. because I was like, this is really good work. Like, it makes me want to travel abroad, you know? Yeah. And I have oh, never shit. considered Shanghai, you know? Yo, thank you, man. I appreciate um, it. But yeah, yeah. Like, Kai has a pretty deep uh, understanding of what it's like to put together a good video. And I think that's super important to have nowadays because people's attention spans don't go very long. <clears throat> that's why Instagram is such a hit. You can put max a one minute video and that's all you have to catch someone's attention, oh, yeah. you know, get someone's like. And uh, that's super crucial to have nowadays. Like if you wanted to create your own like media platform or a brand, whatever, if you wanted to be a content creator for a brand, you would have that understanding to make like a great video to capture someone's attention. Yeah. It's a, it's a it's a thing you should be aware of nowadays. I'm not like I don't understand how exactly to do it all the time, but just having that in mind, that's how kind of like media works in today's age of 2018. That yeah, you have to be able to keep it short and sweet. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> right now, the biggest platforms on you know mobile devices would be YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, is there any platforms that you prefer that you feel like is easier to get outreach for? I know YouTube right now has been really shaky in terms of how it treats its creators. Um, I 
I mean, I don't know if there's creators specifically for Instagram, but is there any that you prefer or is that any that you see um, are like above the others? Hmm. Uh, good question. Yeah, I right now currently um, I appreciate YouTube. I mean, it's definitely changing all the time now. Yeah. Um, I don't look into exactly how the analytics work because yeah. it changes a lot. That's true. And plus, like, um, it isn't right now is not my priority to um, kind of utilize one platform to right. so to speak. I think right now is kind of like a, it's more of a, not a hibernation necessarily, but like an internal experience. I am working, so right now the priority is, I might as well say it, um, there's a film festival coming up in my school. Okay. I did it last year. It's called Real Loud. And like, okay. um, we, I got a few friends together and I wrote a film, a short film about breaking. So we're going to make that and we're in the pre-production process. Okay. Um, it's the first time. Yeah, it's exciting. And it's definitely a lot more responsibility than last year because we actually have a budget. We have actors from LA and it's a lot of scheduling, you know, like it's weird. Like, um, growing up around like content creators who did all these things by themselves. Yeah. And then you try to take up a short film. It's just so much more planning. And there's it's, a budget attached to it. Yeah. And now it's not just on your time. Everybody's exactly. affected. Yeah. yeah. So you're, you, you got a responsibility on your shoulders. And like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm like, I'll be co-directing and starring in it as well. So it's like, Ooh. yeah, it's, it's a lot to think about. Um, but I do, once I am done with this, I definitely want to get back onto that, like solo creation. Cause A, it's a lot of pressure. Right. <laughs> and, right. um, I don't know, B, it's, a, there's a lot more room to like just experiment and just throw stuff at the wall. And I think that's where I enjoy it the most right now, because I definitely by no means, um, have a. I like have a, a platform down. Right. Yeah. So um, to go back to your question about that, I mean Facebook. Uh, Facebook. What the heck? I, I guess Facebook is kind of coming up. It is. In, in terms that of video. That shows you like specifically all the views that it has and like. Yeah. From what I've heard, I, I haven't really produced any videos for Facebook, but uh, Facebook has a pretty good revenue sharing program with its yes. creators, which is kind of overtaking YouTube right now. Yeah. So I, that's why I wanted to ask for someone who does this like yeah. as a passion, you know? Yeah. Actually, now that I think about it. Stance has been utilizing Facebook a lot more than YouTube lately yeah, because yeah. everyone's on Facebook. Every, literally everyone yeah. is on Facebook. And I mean, despite, like, I don't know what's going to happen to it in the coming, like, months because of what just happened. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, Facebook is, before up until this point, like, Facebook has been um, very prominent, especially people our age, you know, college students. It's I don't know how it is for, like, high schools. Yeah. But even you see high school students still using it. Really? You know, okay. Not as much as Twitter, probably. I think Twitter is, like, you can encapsulate mm -hmm. the youth by looking at Twitter. Yes. Um, but Facebook is like the widest of age ranges. Okay. Like your Word. aunt or your uncle that you never see probably has a Facebook and probably comments on your pictures like, hey, son, how are you doing? It's good to see you, XOXO. You know, True. like yeah. anybody can use it. Yeah. Um, Instagram, I think, is more like, you know, younger to middle age. Um, and then YouTube, you can put anything on YouTube. You can. You can mm -hmm. look up like tutorial on how to fix car. You know, exactly. put the model of the That's car. Really it's a thirty-minute video. YouTube. Yeah, anybody yeah. can do that. YouTube's definitely been one of my biggest teachers, so I, I have like undying gratitude for that platform. Yeah, no, exactly. I learned how to break from YouTube. Exactly. You know what I mean? We're, like, we're part of that generation. Yeah, right? that that's yeah. another conversation. But yeah, we're part of the YouTube generation definitely. where you can see anybody's moves on YouTube. You can learn any move on YouTube, yeah. and um, some people hate it. But personally, I feel like maybe because I'm biased, 
but I feel like people should appreciate that we have YouTube. Definitely. Like people blow up, people go big because of what can be put on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to see like Kai's battle against Hong Ten, ten thousand views. You that know, definitely like, happened. <laughs> just as a, as a dream example, if someone wanted to see that and get inspiration from that, they could. Back in the day, it was like, oh, you, you got the Kai versus Hong Ten tape? Nah, man, you got to go get it from Blockbuster, you know? Like, I know what you mean. Accessibility. Accessibility is a big thing nowadays. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're, we're coming to a close. Just a few more questions here. Mm. Uh, I think this is a big, important one. Uh, breaking right now is still kind of seen as an underground thing. Um, there's money being put into it, but in my opinion, it's not enough to be sustainable. You I know? agree. Um, and a lot of... A lot of b-boys have have their own opinions on this and uh we spoke to nikki q about it kind of we touched on that topic mm-hmm. what do you say um he specifically thinks that you can't be sustainable on on breaking like you have to think longevity and and think of of what's going to happen after you break so you kind of have to invest in your art and kind of you know we went into the topic of finances just like saving up clearing your debt so that yeah. you can pursue this art seriously for a long time um personally i kind of share the same sentiment um, so for in your opinion, like, what do you think of breaking right now as, as where it is as a whole? Like we have Silverback, we have Freestyle Session, Red Bull, but those are just like three brands, three events that are putting money and it's kind of not enough, you know? So in your opinion, what can be done? So, or what can you add or, or what do you think about breaking as, as an art form and how it can go like more mainstream, how it can be more profitable or what would make people want to invest in breaking? That was a long question. So... Basically, what would make people want to invest in breaking, or just like yeah, it's, or, multi, or, it's, a, it's a multi-tier question. Yeah, it's a, just a multi-packed I question. Okay, that was my bad. No, no worries. We can we can take it one at a time. So first thing, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree that um, breaking is not getting as much attention that it deserves. Yeah, and we had far. that we had the Olympics thing that we talked about before the podcast, where um, the Youth Olympics was uh, created for breaking, but unfortunately, since it wasn't like popular enough in the U.S., we couldn't send enough. We couldn't waste an athlete spot to send someone to do breaking, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that kind of shows you, like, how our culture perceives breaking here in America. Like, it's ironic as hell. Yeah, Trade exactly. It. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, we encourage these kids and uh, teens to do this art form, but not seriously enough to send them to compete and represent the country, you know? Yeah. And that, that kind of puts things into perspective. So, so what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, definitely. In terms of where we're at, it's so ironic, man. Like, considering that we are the people who have freestyle sessions and stuff like that, like, we have those gems that people go online and watch. Yeah, they fly yeah, out to these gems, exactly. Too. Yeah. But where's the money? Like, I mean, UDEV is dope. <laughs> where's the money? Yeah. UDEV is dope. I, I Like, thank you, Steve, for creating UDEV and, like, everyone who's been a part of that Shout and putting money into that. Um, like, it's a good start, you know? Um, UDEV is definitely... It, it brought a comeback into the scene because people started to realize that you can make some money off of breaking competitively. So I think that was a good direction, you know? And that... Not only was it money, but it was partnered with the correct people right. who know how to do this thing. You know, they didn't just give it to like some corporate people. Like, I don't know how Red Bulls run exactly. Yeah, I um, I, I don't know the, the internal specifics of how that's working culture wise. I know there's some people who aren't fans, yeah. but reality is it's putting people out there. It gave me appreciation for the dance as well. It gave it a platform because Red Bull is like Red Bull. And people I think will... Red Bull's the most appealing too to mainstream. Like, Red mm-hmm. Bull's a big name. Everybody knows Red Bull. Um, yeah. And the they stream it in such a way. I think they stream it even on TV. They have their own TV. Oh channel. really? Wow. Um, I think it's called Red Bull TV. You have to have like 
DirecTV plus plus or something to see it. But it's there, you know, it's there. For sure. And um, uh, they always do like ads and commercials and stuff for their own their own pages where they're pushing like b boys. So Red Bull is one of those things that I think has been a, a blessing to the scene. But at the same time, like people are like, oh, Red Bull. Like you have to be an extreme artist for that. You have to be willing to skydive. You know, these are the, the select mean. few that are willing to take on like these physical risks. Yeah. And again, it's like breaking is kind of like trivialized, I guess. Like, it's really, yeah. And like, um, I mean, it, it's weird because you there there are like a million arguments you can make about why breaking shouldn't make money, right? But yeah. there are twice as many, I believe, in my opinion, that you can argue for it, right? So like, just look at pro wrestling. Like, Ooh, who the heck? That's a good like point. what? Like seriously? And then like you look at these guys and like monster trucking. Yeah. Like, this stuff is big. Like, people pay to go watch this. And, like, they yeah. get paid a lot of money. They get paid a lot of money yeah, they do. to do these things. These, these uh, I mean, these wrestlers uh, and drivers, um, they get to do these, they get to act and play the part. Right. And be heroes for these children, like, and viewers. Right. It's like, breaking is, like, what's so different about that? In fact, like. That's true. Yeah. There, there's just, I, I, I have, I can't even, like, right now I can't even verbalize, but. It's just such a strong belief that there's this potential that is like so untapped. It's so untapped, right? Yeah. In breaking, and honestly, that's where I believe I can do my best to offer my own, I guess, um, talents is where using media and finding ways to expose breaking in the right light right. to the correct people who have the resources to also contribute to the scene, because. The money, the demand, the the audience is there. Right. No, people want to watch. Yeah, breaking. they just need to see it. Exactly. Yeah, and it, they just need to see it in the right light. Exactly. Because I mean, of course, Ooh. in the past, like breakdancing, it's been associated with hip hop. Hip hop has been associated with like not the best type of thing. Right. Which is yeah. why I respect UCBL and their um their current um transition in direction. They used right, to be yeah. called Schools for Fools. If if no one is familiar with that. The reason they changed their name to UCBL Unified Collegiate Breaking League is because when they pitched to sponsors, Schools for Fools didn't sound as appealing. Right, yeah, and also as a student, when you try to pitch like a transportation forum to get funded to go up there, they're always like, Schools for Fools, like, exactly. what is this? And when you put, oh, it's the Unified Collegiate Breaking League. Exactly. A lot of schools and a lot of officials will be like, oh, wow, that sounds great. You know, mm-hmm. it's it really is in the name. And like... Unfortunately, you know, there is like a big raw side of b-boying. There's people who want to keep it like concrete ciphers and like call-out battles all the time. But that's not sustainable. Like you have to, we have to meet halfway. Like we have to professionalize ourselves a little bit. And at the same time, like these companies have to accept that there's a culture behind it. And just like everything else, there's a negative side of breaking. And Mm -hmm. there's certain people that won't represent it as well. But we have to focus on how we can make this like... Uh, a, for lack of a better term, like a mainstream thing. Like, I agree. It's it's a balance. Exactly. It's a balance, and I think um, I've always kept that in mind because I respect, of course, like you, you should respect the people who created this. We wouldn't have it without them. Right. And it's not all the OGs who think that way. There, it's, there, it's 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 a fraction. I think by 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 um by, by considering this OG OG in in quotation marks mentality where breaking is a raw culture and should be preserved only for um, a certain group, I think is, first of all, pretty selfish in one part. Right, yeah. If, if I so boldly speak, because there, I'm not the only person who wants this, you know? That's true. There are people who are working 
and training their lives to be competitive b-boys and only a, a single digit percentage of them are going to make it because i mean there are just not that many resources there's not that many resources yet you know the there are, there are people who are trying but we don't have the money yet and i think as a collective as b-boys and it's such, it's such a young culture so like there's there's no um definition or um like hard cut history or like right. or uniformity of of anything so everyone has different opinions but a majority of like what i'm seeing is that people want to dance as long as they can and that's i think true. that's like the ultimate truth like if you love this dance you're just going to want to keep doing it that's true so in order to do that longevity we need to find a way to unfortunately money is like is what we need right. but we that's... just need to find a way to get the money without tarnishing anything you know so it's a balance and like making sure people can be sustained we have to provide our... a motive for people to want to keep competing at a high level want to keep like training want to keep teaching yeah because if there's if there's no incentive unfortunately it's sad to say this if there's no incentive why would anybody want to keep doing it you know yeah. like uh, no okay let me backtrack a little bit because people do dance for the purity of dancing mm-hmm. but for the competitors out there that you know strive to go to UDEF or strive to go to Red Bull like if there's no incentive to being there and reaching that point and maybe like even reaching stability like why would anybody want to continue training as hard you know for something that's going to stagnate over time but that's that's a completely different topic Um, I want to thank you man thank you for coming on the show like this is a good closing point right here Uh, and I I do hope because you did touch on it I do hope that you use your power, which is great right now. Like your content creation is, is reaching a really, really good point. Um, I hope you do use that to like spotlight the scene as much as you can because like someone's going someone's gonna to see this video and be like, wow, there's interest here. And that's where the money comes in. Exactly. That's why that's kind of like the mission. And I'm, I'm like, I'm in this chart tank, man, like with you. We're all just kind of like, I don't have a step above. I'm still finding my way. Um, it's good to like to talk now to yeah. see where we're at but by all means this is just my unfiltered thoughts and this is my motive so I mean I hope the best and I'm just gonna keep learning and keep creating um, we can definitely go on this again maybe yeah. another time and yeah. like see where we're at but yeah let's just keep um, pushing the pushing the bar man let's I'm excited it. to see your film man when it comes out and any other work that you put out in the near future Uh, These were some very good unfiltered thoughts for an unfiltered podcast. Mm -hmm. So I want to thank you, man. Thank you for coming on. Before we go, is there any plugs, any social media that you want to to plug, any events, uh, your film that you talked about, anything that you would like to plug? Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, you can go ahead and follow at On The Go. Um, That's on underscore the underscore go, my last name, G-O-H. That's my Instagram. Um, I only post there, mostly breaking videos. Okay. Yeah, or if I'm creating new content, I will promote it there. Okay. Um, my YouTube channel is just my name, Kai Go. Um, right now, I'm kind of at a standstill. I'm, I was working, I was trying to get back into school. Yeah. So I'm trying to find a way to balance that again because I definitely want to continue. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, once we're done with the short film, and actually, probably if I have time today, I'll edit another video. Hopefully, post it up on YouTube. Um. But yeah, don't worry. I'll, I'll be out there. Hopefully, you'll see my name. 
and catch my man Kai at on the go on underscore the underscore go yeah, on boy. Instagram. Yeah, Yo, boy. man, thanks a lot. Thanks for coming on and explaining how you're breaking new ground. Uh, for everybody else out there, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, hopefully, we can catch Kai and some projects in the future. And uh, have a blessed day. Yeah, boy.